Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Joel Rojas. Our guest today competes in the UFC's women's bantamweight division. Their last fight being a unanimous decision victory over Jessman Duke. Her next opponent will be against Raquel Pennington at UFC 202. Please help me welcome Elizabeth Phillips. Elizabeth, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Now, like we said, uh, your last win was over Jessman Duke, which was a little over a year ago in July of 2015. What have you been doing since then? Have you been devoting more time to training? Have you had any kind of injuries or anything like that? Well, I've been devoting most of my time to training. Um, I had an elbow injury, actually, that I had to take care of after that fight. Um, I uh, During that training camp, I actually had some um, problems with my elbow, and I thought it was just you know, sore muscles or something or, uh, you know, tweaked it. And come to find out I had um, uh, uh, a little bit of a tear, a partial tear, and my uh, ulnar collateral, collateral ligament. And then I had um, some um, cartilage that was broken off and floating around in there. So I had to go get it cleaned out and fixed. And so um, I was supposed to fight in February, but I had that injury to take care of. And so... Then after that, after I got healthy, I started training my butt off, started working hard again, and and then uh, then they finally got me a fight with Raquel. I was supposed to fight Raquel in February, so they want me to fight her now. So uh, that that's what's in store for me, I guess. That's gonna definitely help you move up the ladder. I mean, it's a it's a I see a stand up battle. This is gonna happen for sure. And you know, one thing that that sticks out to me is the home fight, and I know you you guys have been very vocal about home striking, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I believe in as well, like a lot of people, Rocky won that fight, you know, so it's a, it makes a good argument. If, if in, in my opinion, when you beat Rocky, it's a great and interesting to see who they match you up with because, like I said, she beat a former champion. I mean, you know, obviously in our eyes she beat her, but in judge, judges' eyes, as you know right. yourself, you've, you've, you're, you've been a victim of a shitty judging. And, right. you know what I'm saying, it's just... I look forward to seeing what the future brings for you. Me too. Thank you. No problem. And as you move along the, the climb up the ladder, you know, Pena, your training partner, is in the same division. And uh-huh. it, it makes me think about Saturday with Woodley and Lawler, you know, being under the same banner of ATT and former training partners. Would that yeah. be something that you guys would do is get in the octagon together, being that you are part of training partners? Well, I guess, you know, I guess we'd have to if it got down to it. If she's, you know, she's closer to getting a title shot, obviously, than me. So if she was holding the belt and, you know, was holding it and, and no one else was, you know, was going to take it and I was up for a title shot, I mean, I guess that's the only way we could handle it. 
But, um, you know, uh, the way I look at it is if that's the way it would be, I think nothing better than two people from Spokane fighting for the belt. Someone's going to take it home to Spokane. So um, it's kind of a win-win situation. So, you know, I don't want to do that because it would be weird how our training camps would go, who would corner us. It's kind of a weird thing. So, um, you know, I'm just going to have to, you know, deal with that when you cross that, that road. And how's um, Chirac, Chicago, treating you with the training camp? Chirac, yeah. Uh, you know, well, luckily I'm in a nice area, Schaumburg, which is the suburb outside of Chicago, and it's going excellent. And it's funny that you say you think this is going to be a stand-up war because I actually think that I'm going to utilize my grappling. You know, a lot of people, they see, like, my fights on YouTube and stuff, and they see a lot of stand-up wars. But, you know, my grappling and wrestling is really, really good. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, exactly. so, um, uh, you know, I see myself, you know, whether we stand up, I, I'd like to, to go to the ground and get a sub. So I actually see striking and grappling in this fight, you know. So um, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how I can utilize my skills because I'm working with a, a fourth-degree black belt, a third-degree black belt here at LCCT in Schomburg, one of the best jiu-jitsu girls in the world. And then on top of, like, Training at home is Sigjitsu, which is another great, great gym. Um, my head coach, Rick Little, uh, works with me out there. So I feel like I have the best training ever. So, I mean, I, I feel like I can't go wrong. Oh, most definitely. And let um, you probably know, but just in case you didn't know, I'll let you in on a little secret. Rocky is training with ATT very closely with Tisha Torres and other members. So it's funny you said you, you about the takedowns because ATT is, you know, they're very they're known for their extensive wrestling. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I did not know that. But I know that she's got, I mean, I know she's won via sub before, um, you know, so I know that she does some training on the ground. You know I got you. You know I'm going to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Fill me in. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, going back to your last fight with uh, Jessamyn Duke, um, so that fight was actually uh, a rematch. The two of you had previously met in your amateur careers with Duke getting her hand raised that time. So having met years later and then, you know, on the UFC on this huge stage and then you getting the win, did that make that victory even a little bit more satisfying than than it already was? Yes, it was satisfying because I felt like, you know, even though she's got, like, 10 years of experience and I have, like, five, I still feel that I'm a better athlete. I've always been a dominant athlete in every single sport I've ever played, you know. And so, you know, I took the fight with her. It was my only amateur loss as an amateur, and I took that fight on a two-weeks notice. I'm not really used to cutting weight. I cut a lot of weight in the sauna, you know, like, you know, whatever, you know, that's excuse, but, um, you know, I just – she was just the more experienced fighter the first time we fought. But I got into the gym. I was training with the best in the world, you know. So, I, you know, I was prepared the second time. So I knew it was going to be different. And it's, it's a good feeling to beat somebody like that. Yeah, and are you happy with your performance overall? Are you glad with how the fight played out? Um, uh, Not exactly. Uh, I wish I would have took a little bit more time. Um, You know, I'm one of those fighters that's like 100% out the gate. So... I think if I would have took my time a little bit more, um, maybe not made as so much mistakes. Uh, you know, I, I was winning rounds one and two, obviously, but um, I made a few mistakes in there and got uh, reversed. 
and I feel like if I would have just took my time a little bit and been more, a little bit more calm, I would have got the finish because I was in a deep body triangle and um, RNC, um, you know, but I, I had a lot of stakes for that fight. I, I was going to potentially be cut if I lost that fight. So, um, you know, I was, I was, I had a lot on my shoulders, so I was very nervous for that fight. But I don't feel nervous for this fight. I feel like this is a good opportunity to show my skills and show to the world that I belong in the top ten. So, um, yeah, I, uh, there's definitely always things that I can capitalize on and fix. So, um, you know, there's a lot in that fight that I definitely wasn't happy with. <laughs> Most definitely, and we all know that the four horsewomen are over, they're just overhyped anyway. Oh, yeah. I just saw something on Invicta or somebody that posted something, and they're like, oh, and 11, their last uh-huh. fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> they got so bad that. I don't that, mean um, to, like, be rude about that, you know, but it's just funny how they just act so hard, and they just ain't shit, you know. It's funny, because Bazer just sucks so much now that she turned to freaking wrestling. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. WWE type yeah. wrestling. It's funny. It's yeah. Around the yeah, place. that's that's, that's yeah. kind of where she belongs. She puts on a show, the mm-hmm. stuff and stuff, you know. Like, that's, that's, I think that's more her fit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we talked about, you know, you were talking about the matchup with Pennington uh, a bit earlier. You know, Pennington, she's obviously, she's very well-rounded. She has uh, some good power on the feet. Uh, good ground game, really good chokes, you know, solid guillotine. So overall, how do you feel that you match up with her? Do you think that it's stylistically a favorable matchup for you? I think it's a good matchup for me. I think it's a terrible matchup for her because um, I don't think her wrestling is very good. I think it's poor. I think that she's been able to um, uh, get these chokes and stuff uh, just because the other girls don't know anything. Um, you know, so, you know, um, uh, I think she has decent stand-up, uh, but to me, she's not a very powerful fighter. Just stands there a lot, flat-footed, doesn't move around very much. Um, uh, you know, she's been able to pull off these razor-short victories. So, I mean, she's not terrible. She's not bad. She's definitely good. But um, for me, I think it's a great matchup, so I'm very happy about it. Okay, yeah. And, you know, with this fight, you know, it's on UFC 202, obviously, and the card will be headlined by a very uh, interesting main event with the rematch between Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor, uh, with it being at welterweight again. Can we get your thoughts on that, since that's the main event for your card? Uh, how, how do you see that fight playing out? Uh, I like both fighters. I, I love the, the both of their characters. I think they're great. And um, But I, I think uh, Nate Diaz is going to take it again. I think that... Um, He's able to take any kind of punches that come at him, and um, I think his cardio and stamina is the best in the league, really. So um, I think that he's just going to eventually get it to the ground, be a dirty fight, and just sub him again. Yeah, so you see it going pretty similar to uh, to their first meeting? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of people were really questioning Connor after that fight. You know, he obviously has power at 145, but to mm-hmm. shift up – two weight classes you know it just it doesn't really translate well especially against a guy who's as durable as Diaz is um right it also really took a toll on his cardio as well because he was packing on so much muscle and so yeah do you think that that having it at welterweight again for some reason will really hinder him again um yeah I think that power and stamina has a lot to do with it he's packing around a lot and I just think um like skill wise 
you know, he's missed, he has holes in his game. Connor's a great striker. He's obviously very, very talented. Um, he just um, needs to work on his ground game a little bit more. And obviously, you know, moving up two weight classes. I don't know. I think he belongs at 155. I don't think he even belongs at 145. He's cut so much weight to get to that um, to get to that weight class. So I think 155 is something that he should work on. Um, but I think 170 might be a little bit too big. That's an interesting perspective. I never thought about it that. Now, mm-hmm. shifting a little bit off of MMA real quick, because I know you you very vocal on social media about all the things that are happening in the in you know in society and whatnot. And, you know, I know I feel the same way. It's just, it's very refreshing that you use, you're on, you're on a high platform, you know, you're in, the, you're in the best company that you could possibly be in, and you, you're very vocal, and, you know, like I was telling Kane before you got on, like, you really don't, you don't give a shit about nothing, you, you let it know how it is. And that's a good thing, because, you know, it's good for, for as a role model, people see that you, you don't sugarcoat anything, you let it know if it's something is not, you know, it does. It's not agreeable with the way that you know, with whole thing with Trump and whatnot, and all of the brutality with the police and whatnot. It's good that you use that. You know, they can see that that someone on your platform is not afraid to let them know how it is. Yes, I have uh, kind of a unique view on things. I don't tend to agree with what most people agree with. Um, uh, but the, you know, the stuff was like the inequality and the police shootings and police shooting people, you know, I am very vocal on that, and I and I don't think that it's something that we should be quiet about. I think it's something that we all should be putting our perspectives in, because that's what causes change, you know, and, um, you know, if I get a little backlash for it or whatever, so be it. You know, I've, I've, I've always been the black sheep. I've always been the person that kind of stands out and, and isn't following other people and their opinions. So yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> well, definitely, that's how I am. That's why, my, like I told you, my circle is very tight and and tight and small and tight knit, quality over quantity. Because when you're vocal and you you tell it how it is, people don't tend to like that. But if you don't like it and get your feelings hurt, that's just because you're not you you can't handle the truth. You can't you you just you're weak minded. If you right. you can take criticism and you can. You can let people know how it is. If they can hang in there, then those are the people you need to be around with. Now, people that disagree, like I personally, I've been a victim of of police um, racism where I'm where I moved mm-hmm. to. I'm originally from Jersey, and it, it it is the worst thing. I've never experienced something like that until I moved here, and it's like wow, right. it's real. It, it, my kids, like it's it's hard. Yeah, and then when you have kids it. involved in it, that's something you really have to worry about. Like, are my kids going to be targeted? What are they going to deal with? You know. And um, you know, I know they have a tough job, and I know they have to, uh, they have to, um, you know, deal with a lot of crazy things. But you know, there's also a lot of things that just aren't, aren't acceptable, and, and and if people can't handle it, they should they should not go into that, into that profession, you know. And so, um, we just need to clean it up. It's it's getting crazy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had people. I had a kid um, bash my kid's head against the the, the bus window because of her last name being Spanish. I had my, my daughter, that's my complexion, get spit on and call the N-word. Like, I can't tell mm-hmm. you the shit I've been through. It's just, it, it hits it's home. Crazy. When you experience that, it really hits home. It does. And it and it's something I've dealt with growing up as a mixed kid in a small town. Um, you know, I I had negative experiences. So 
it's all about your perspective and your experiences, and that was my experience too. You know, so, um, you know, everyone has a different outlook on things. But when it comes down to it, like you said, you know, like you, you're in denial or, or you're just you're just being plain ignorant if you're not seeing the plain, blatant facts that are shown right in front of us, you know, and, and feeling like, and then when it happens to your kid, that's, that's really, you really take it personal. So that, I think that's why I'm so, you know, vocal and, 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 and passionate about it because, of personal experience and what I've seen done to my own family members and me as well, you know. I told you she would take it out of yes. this and She's awesome. I mean, it, <laughs> it's great, to, it's great to, to hear that because people need to hear that. Like, it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, any means of the freaking imagination is not acceptable. Right. Not, we won't be quiet about it, you know. So Absolutely. That's, 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 that takes care of that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, some like with the platform that you're given, some fighters kind of use that to be very vocal about their opinions and things like that since they're, since they're on this pedestal and they have this stage that they can uh, portray their opinions towards. So would you ever do that? Like would you ever uh, maybe use that platform to help uh, spread awareness for something, to help spread your opinions or something like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to do something like that. Um, you know, and, and I have a little bit of college background in, in that area, too, um, you know, and uh, I wouldn't mind doing work like that at some point in my career. Okay, yeah. And, you know, uh, so we'll shift the attention back towards uh, your career right now. Um, so you're training at Sick Jitsu in Washington, and um, like Joel brought up earlier, you know, your training partner, uh, Juliana Pena, is very, very close to a title shot right now with her win over Kat Singano. Um, so the division is kind of in an interesting place right now in terms of who is going to receive the next title shot. So do you think that Pena will earn the next shot at the belt? Well, from what I've been reading, um, it sounds like she's kind of getting jipped, but I really hope that they do give it to her. Um, you know, she deserves it. She's on, what, like a seven-fight win streak right now. Um there's nobody that's been – everyone else in the top five is coming off of a loss besides Shevchenko, who's just got bumped up before her, which is kind of weird that she's still at number five when she beat Kat. So I don't know, really understand how the rankings work. But anyway, I think that she deserves it before anybody, so I hope that she gets it soon. And there's a lot of talent in Invicta, too, that I would love to see in the UFC. they got some great talent. I mean, I'm sure your gym's got some up-and-comers, male and female. You know, it's, we were talking to somebody yesterday. It was Lewis Smoker from um, Team Hawaii Elite, and he was saying how he has so and, – and Amanda Cooper as well, just saying how much um, raw talent they have in their camp. Is, is there anyone in your camp that we should be looking out for? I mean, um, Marcos oh. had a fight about le- less than a week ago, so that's one guy that – we got to keep an eye out for as well. Anybody else? Yeah, um, I'd say Daniel Spitz, who's a heavyweight. He's 5-0 and right now. He's doing a really good job. He, he's definitely potentially going to be, you know, uh, a top heavyweight fighter. Uh, so um, I think if he wins, like, a couple more, he should, you know, they should be calling him up to USC. Uh, he's definitely um, one of the better fighters in our gym. We have so much talent in our gym. Um Donna Deji, who just fought, uh, we had a show in Spokane Valley that I missed yesterday, and they had so mm-hmm. much talent on there coming up. So, um, yeah, there's just so many people. That's like everybody in our gym is good. So, you know, there's so Marcos is good, you know, um, Daniel Spitz, uh, Tyler McGuire, 
there's so many good people. I, I probably didn't even name it off nearly as many as that probably should be in UFC, you know, sometime in the future. So you just got to watch out for them, watch watch those small shows, because uh, there's a lot of talent on these shows. Yeah, that was a dope setup that you guys had the Hardy Davis show. That was real dope. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw the the video that Rick posted. It was it was dope. Yeah, it was good. It was good. You know, speaking of like all the people that are coming out of your gym, you know, if Pena, if she does get her shot at the belt and she does face uh, Nunez for the title, how do you see that fight going? Do you think that Pena would be a pretty uh, interesting matchup for her? I think it'll be a good, interesting matchup. Um, I think that um, Amanda is good, but I think Julie's better. I've, you know, I've felt, I train with her all the time. I've felt her strength. I've felt her leverage. You know, there's nothing like it out there, really. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that she's going to be able to handle it for three rounds. Her pressure is just off the chart. So, you know, uh, Julie's got top-notch grappling. She's a good striker. She's got heavy hands. Um, I think that um, I think that Julie will win for sure. Round and pound is serious, too. Yeah, definitely. Too as well. It's serious. It is. And, you know, uh, yeah, so, Elizabeth, you know, when you're not, obviously, you're very busy, you know, in your training camp and uh, being in competition and things like that. But, you know, when you're not training, uh, what else are you doing with your time? Do you have any hobbies or anything like that? Well, lately, I've been trying to just relax and rest. But, you know, um, you know, uh, I'm a big snowboarder in the wintertime. Uh, I like to go to movies. Um, you know, uh, I golf here and there. I haven't gone this year at all, but um, I golf here and there when I have time to relax. Um, Basically anything. I'm pretty a happy-go-lucky girl that, you know, I'm really outdoorish. I love the outdoors. That's kind of what Spokane's known for. So, um, yeah, I uh, just try to stay active, healthy, and, and, uh, and, you know, use my time wisely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you're, you're like you're really yeah you're all over the place. You know, you're you're staying very active, and that's good. You know, because then it'll like, even if you're not in a fight camp, then uh, you're staying busy, and then uh, you're still doing what you love. So that's really cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what the what your career brings up next, because I know you're gonna make it in the top ten. Thank you, Joel. And I have to give you uh, something to sign because I'm long overdue doing that for you. I so uh, I'll get I'll get the <laughs> win. I'll get the win, and then I'll I'll send you something nice. So I appreciate, uh, I appreciate it. Don't doubt any time. You know that. You're mad cool. <laughs> I was just telling you, you, you're so down to earth that it's it's refreshing. Because some people just, they get on this high pedestal, and they just act like, you know, like they mm-hmm. don't think. And, it, and it's amazing that there's absolutely Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm from a really small town, so mm-hmm. uh, it's just the small town mentality that I'm used to. You know, I get upset when my friends call me famous and stuff. I'm like, shut up, don't call me that, you know. Like, it's just, it's just hard to deal with sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, before we uh, before we go here, I would just kind of like, like to get one final prediction with your fight against Pennington at UFC 202. Final call, how do you see yourself getting your hand raised that night? Via uh, sub or TKO in the second round. All right, sounds good. We heard it from her first. And also, before we go, if you have any shout-outs or thank-yous to sponsors or anything like that, we would, of course, like to give you that chance, too. Yeah, I'd like to thank all of my sponsors that helped me out in Spokane. There's a lot of them, so I won't spend too much time uh, trying to remember because I'll probably forget half of them. But Sick Jitsu, my coaches, LCCT here in Schaumburg, um, Chrome Personal Training, GTX Cross Training, um, let's see what else, um, 
John Johnson, Muay Thai Jim, and uh, just all my family and friends that are helping me out and supporting me. I appreciate them all. All right, sounds good. And you can see Elizabeth Phillips take on Raquel Pennington at UFC 202 on August 20th. Elizabeth, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us. It was great talking with you, and best of luck to you in your fight. Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. And that was Elizabeth Phillips. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Big thanks to Joelle Rojas for setting up this interview and helping co-host. Joelle, where can people find you? You get this one corrected this time. Underscore, J-R double underscore on Twitter and on Facebook at Joelle Rojas. All right, sounds good, man. All right, our next guest tonight is the founder of Legends of the Cage, which promotes mixed martial arts veterans like Dan Severn, Don Fry, Gary Goodridge, and many, many more. On August 26th, Legends of the Cage will be going on the Ohio Fan Appreciation Tour to interact with their followers. Please help me welcome Brian Moore. Brian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for guys for having me. Of course. And uh, like we said, your company, Legends of the Cage, will be going on a fan appreciation tour throughout Ohio later this month. Can you give us some details as to what people can expect from these events? Yeah, we're uh, we're really trying to give back to the fans on these events that we're doing here. Um, we're going to be doing a lot with kids, working a lot with, with the, the troubled youth. Um, we're going to be doing a juvenile detention center while Gary's here. Uh, we're doing a children's hospital toy drive, which is really important. Um, We've had a lot of great fans from social media, fighters, donating toys for the kids at Children's Hospital. We're, we're still accepting donations up until the 24th. We're going to be doing the Ronin Training Centers August 27th from 2 to 4 in Columbus, Ohio, a seminar that's open to the public. And that night we're going to be watching the fights at the Tilted Kilt with the fans. So come out to the Tilted Kilt in Columbus, Ohio from 7 to 10. August 27th, and we'll be there as well. Oh, awesome. And how did this uh, tour come to fruition? What inspired you to set up something like this? Well, actually, we did something similar last year with Gary Goodridge and striking coach Donnie Munts from Canada. They came down. We did a, a pretty much a seminar tour last year where we went gym to gym. During the tour, Gary made a stop at the West Central Juvenile Detention Centers in Troy, and he just loved it. The kids loved Gary, you know, after the event, he got all these letters thanking him from the kids, and he said, I want to give back, you know, and it's kind of crazy. We started off with this one Dayton Children's Hospital visit that we were raising toys for, and I've had fighters reach out to me from all over the country, from Portland to Dallas to Chicago, wanting to do stops with kids. As a matter of fact, we have Bubba Jenkins from Bellator, who's fighting on the next card coming up for Bellator. He actually went out to the Ronald McDonald House today in Los Angeles and met with a, a very special little fan out there. Oh, very awesome. Yeah, and so, you know, I've always kind of wondered, uh, like, you know, this organization's been going strong for quite a while now. How do you reach out to guys, you know, when you get, you know, like you mentioned, you, know, you have Bubba Jenkins, you have guys like Gary Goodridge, all these really popular fighters in the sport. How do you get, in, how do you get them involved with all of your events that you have? I think the biggest thing is, is the fighters seeing our, our heart and our cause, you know. Um, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, try to use the fighter. And we're here to help build the fighter up. We're here to help them make money and figure out a path after the fighting's over, you know. And the fact that we're wanting to give back to the kids, like there's so many fighters out there with big hearts. And it, it's really easy. I mean, I could call up almost any fighter in America today and say, 
do you want to be a part of going to a children's hospital? And nobody's going to turn you down. I mean, they love the kids, you know. We just see it as a way of giving back. You know, these kids have had a really rough life up until this point. We just want to give them that one day they'll never forget, you know. Yeah, of course. And uh, this is obviously a big opportunity for both Legends of the Cage as well as the fans. For people who are attending, what can they expect from the event? Uh, What are some things uh, to look forward to? Well, a lot of our events on this trip, and we'll be announcing a few more throughout the week. We're still setting up a couple of autograph signings where Gary can meet with the fans. But, you know, the, the, the heart of this event is going to be focused on the kids, you know. But on the 27th of August, if, if the fans want to come out, we're going to be at the Ronin Training Center. There's going to be a great seminar. You know, we'll be there two to three hours. You'll have Gary Goodridge teaching ground and striking. Of course, he needs no introduction. You know, legend of the sport. And then we have world-class kickboxing coach Donnie Muntz, who is just a phenomenal striker. Um, Personally, I feel he's one of the best striking coaches in the world. He'll be accompanying us on the tour. And, of course, we'll have the great Luke Zacherich from the UFC, who actually is the owner of the Ronin Training Centers there. And we're just going to be working with people on on overall the whole game. You know, it's the event we went to. We were scheduled to be there an hour and was there for three. You know, once Gary gets in that teaching mode, he just – he don't want to stop until everybody is, is done, you know. So it's it's going to be a great event. And then that night at the Tilted Kilt, come out. I mean, the admission's free there. There's no cover charge to get in. You know, we can fill it till the till the house is packed and fill the outside as well. And we're going to watch fights, watch the UFC fight night with Gary Goodridge and the guys. You know, he'll be doing, we have $5 autographed 8x10s, actual UFC promo cards that are really nice. And we're just, reaching out to every fan out there, welcoming them to meet us at the Tilted Kilt that night at 7 o'clock. Oh, awesome. So it's not just a chance uh, for people to come in and meet the fighters and get autographs and things like that. You can actually train with them. You can actually learn different uh, ideologies and techniques and things like that from these world-class fighters. That seems like a pretty unique opportunity for everyone. Yeah, and we also have a few, very few limited open spots left. If there's any gyms out there or any fighters that may want to take a personal with Gary, contact me at 937-765-2748, and we can get something set up for you. Yeah, sounds fantastic. I mean, it's really kind of like a you know once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, you have to uh, to go and just train with this legend like like Gary Goodridge, and and you know it just seems like it'd, it'd be an opportunity that you can't really pass up if it's presented to you. Yeah, and and like I said, Gary's one of the good guys of the sport. You know, like being around him you'll feel like family by the end of a seminar he's just overall super nice guy yeah yeah i can definitely agree with that i know that you know anyone who's spoken with gary anyone who you know even like follows him on social media knows that he's uh, a very class act you know he's he's incredibly friendly and so i think that meeting him in person would definitely be uh, a, a very great experience not just for the kids but for any fans of the sport anyone who just wants to get more involvement in the sport in general and I think of the whole trip, he's looking, you know, the most forward to going to the children's hospital, being able to pass out these great donations people have sent in just to see a smile on the kids' face, you know. He's really looking forward to that part of the trip. Yeah, definitely. And for those who are interested in attending, where can we get more information about the event? Um, You can follow us on our social media site, of course, of at through MMAHOF on Twitter or at legendsofthecage.com, our website. 
or feel free to call me again at 937-765-2748 with any questions. You know, if you have any questions where we're going to be or how to meet up with Gary, give me a call and we can make it happen. All right. Sounds fantastic. Well, Brian, thank you very much for coming on the show. Legends of the Cage is a great company. Uh, We've certainly uh, done a lot with them, and this looks like a fantastic event for fans of the sport. Yep. Yeah, I see we're going to be right there near you guys, so I hope maybe to see you guys out at the event. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, it sounds good. Um, Well, if you want to know more information about the Fan Appreciation Tour, head on over to legendsofthecage.com. Brian, thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to the event being put on. All right, I thank you, and uh, I look forward to talking to the fans once it's over and sharing some of the videos and the great times we've had. And uh, as always, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at FunkyMonkeyMMA, Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller and keep up with the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to funkymonkeymma at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.